Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right, my friends. You are tuned in to Conservative Not Bitter Talk, and I am your host, Todd Huff. It is a pleasure to be here and owe you a bit of an apology. I'll tell you what uh, some stuff going on here, but it is good to be be here. We were not here end of last week, Thursday and Friday. There was a good reason for that. Um, and I just, I guess, really quickly off the top, wanted to update you in a sense as to what uh, what's going on and why we weren't here Thursday or Friday. I had planned to be here, but I just um, there's just a lot of uh, things happening. We shot our television show on Friday, so our first four episodes are um they're ready to roll. Well, they're going to be finished this week and they're going to be ready to roll uh, starting on Monday, August 2nd. You can watch our television show, very creatively named Huff, on um, Monday nights, 9.30 p.m. You know, I was thinking for those of you that go to bed at 10, this is like the perfect, perfect mix here. You can You can watch Huff on Monday nights. The last thing you hear before you go to bed, and then you get up in the morning and tune this program in, and that is, I just, I can't think of a better way to start and end my day, if I'm being quite candid with you. But we are, um, we we did those on Friday, and that was an experience, by the way. I've got some photos that I still need to post. It was, uh, it was a marathon for me. I don't want to complain. I enjoyed doing it, but man, it is, uh, it was a lot. Um, I, it's a lot to get through and, and to go through and to, to cram in. And of course it was the first time I'd done it. So there was that, that pressure, I guess as well. But anyway, excited about that. It'll be on WHMB TV 40 here in Indianapolis. If you don't get TV 40, and I know if you're a direct TV subscriber, you don't get it. I don't, it's not on Hulu and, uh, as well, but you can get a free app called Lowcast because it's actually TV40 is something you can pick up on uh, antenna television as well. So you can you can just download the free app called Lowcast and you can watch the program there. I'll also be posting it on um, on our website so you can see episodes there as well. As time goes by, uh, we might put those episodes, um, make those available to our members. Uh, but we're going to start, I'll just make it available to everyone so that you can see, um, and probably learn to agree that there is a face for radio on this guy. So we got that finished on Friday and that was, um, you know, it was again, the first time, a lot of things to go through and a lot of things to get ready. And so that's why I was unable to do it. Um, worked a lot to get things finalized in the past and in, in the final couple of days. So that's why we were out Thursday and Friday. I also spoke yesterday at our church, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm going to see if I can get 
that video and we'll share that with you as well. I shared with our church this truth tour that we're that we are going on, my family and I, and um, I'll just quickly update you on that as well for those of you that know what I'm talking about. Um, the truth tour is something that we believe that God wants us uh, to do, and and you can think that's crazy and that's okay, but there's other reasons as well. The reasons for doing this is to get this show outside um, is to reach people outside of Indiana more deliberately and and consistently. I know we have listeners all over the place on on podcasts, even around the world, but most people still listen to this show on traditional radio radio waves over the air radio. And so we want to get this program on as many stations and as many places as we can. And so that's what we are going to be doing on this on our truth tour. So if you haven't heard me say this before, buckle up because it's um, a bit of a a dramatic story here. But my family and I, we've we've sold our house, which um, closing date is here in the end of next week. So August 6th, we're going to be buying um, a a motorhome and then traveling the country, going to churches and other places. Again, God willing to speak and then um, taking as we go to these places, taking our television show, which now we have our radio show and our syndicated column to to these places for distribution. So we want to get syndicated and um, grow the program, grow the program, and grow our syndication efforts around this country. And so, and just see what happens, see who we meet, see where uh, the path the path leads. But this is something that's been on our hearts for some time. So by mid-September, we should be on that path. And so I appreciate your prayers. If any of you um, would like to pray for us, I would more than welcome that. Um, It's There's a lot of pieces of this puzzle to put together. And so it's just a culmination. I tell you this to give you an update first and foremost, but also to just let you know what's why I wasn't here on Friday. I didn't hadn't planned Thursday or Friday. I hadn't planned to do that. It's just the culmination of all those things. And now we've gotten through that first burst of super intense stuff. Um so anyway, take that for for what it's worth. I wanted to update you off the top on that. So again, lots of moving parts. I'm gonna try to get the video of our talk at church, I guess, yesterday. Love doing that, by the way, sharing our our story and what God is doing and what we feel compelled to do. That was great. And then, of course, the television show again will air on August 2nd, TV 40. You can get the Lowcast app. It's free, L-O-C-A-S-T, Lowcast. You can search the App Store, I guess the Google Play Store if you're a Android user. I think that's what it's called. You just go on there and search for Lowcast. It's free and you can watch it there. Also, we'll be posting those on our website at ToddHuffShow.com. I know they'll be in the community section uh, where you can go and connect with other folks. And I think they'll be on the website as well. I'll post it there. So ToddHuffShow.com, that will happen a week from today. So we're excited about that and all sorts of stuff happening um, when you take a 
take a step back and just, you know, just there's lots of opportunities. And I think that that's also something that is helpful for all of us to do because, you know, there's a lot of stuff and we're going to get into the news today as well. But I wanted to share this with you off the top. There are a lot of things obviously going on in this country and around the world to be concerned about. And I know I've had people say to me, oh, man, I can't even tune into the news anymore. I just needed to take a break, especially after the election. People have lost, you know, some people have lost a little bit of faith and hope. And I understand. I mean, there's some some terrible ideas out there. There's some bad people out there making decisions, running for office, some of them even having political power, wanting to do incredibly ridiculous things, even promoting anti-American ideas, which we talk about on here and we talked about on the television show as well. But I just, I, I guess what's helpful to me in, the, in these moments when all this stuff piles up is just if you can find a way to have, just take a step back and look at the perspective. So there's always a silver lining, and maybe this comes from being an eternal optimist, but there's always a silver lining in my estimation. So the silver lining here is that I think that people have never been more engaged in politics and what's going on in their country than they are today. I think that that's a true statement, and I think that that gives us the opportunity to engage people in ways that they wouldn't even have been engaged a couple of years ago because they were apathetic. You, the, we're losing our ability, in a sense, to choose to be apathetic. And I think that that's a good thing. Um, you can still choose to be apathetic if you, not you, but someone can, ap, if, if they choose to do so, be apathetic. But they also, the pressures of what's going on and just seeing seeing this stuff before their very eyes um, is encouraging. <laughs> That's a word to, to say there. It's encouraging people not to be apathetic. And for people who have not paid attention their entire lives or very limited attention, they realize at some point that they don't know a lot of things. They don't know why things are the way they are. And that gives us the opportunity to at least explain that. Now, we do fight a massive enemy in the sense that the radical left controls the media, the radical left controls education, the radical left uh, controls Hollywood, entertainment, sports now as well. You go through the list. Um, but even so, even so, I think that truth and conservatism is rooted in truth. Truth is like shining a light, and light dispels darkness. And so our job is just to shine that light. Our job is just to is just to shine and to be carriers of of truth. And there's opportunities to do that in times like this, for such a time as this, dare I say. And I think that we should look at it that way. Where are we placed? Who are the people that we are placed um, that that are in our lives that we can influence? What are some additional ways I might be able to be proactive about this? Who are other like-minded people that I could, you know, I don't know, partner with or build community with? That's why we've built the community at ToddHuffShow.com. And it's at, I think it's on the homepage now where you can, you can join our community. It's totally free. Just create 
your account and comment and network and get to know people. We're growing that community.todhuffshow.com. And so this is an, this is a time of, of opportunity, right? It's, it's a time of opportunity. It's a time when we also could be scared out of our wits. It's a time that is concerning when you see some of the ideas that are being proposed and some of the things that are, um, that, that people are recommending and promoting and telling us they're going to vote for if given the opportunity. And we see a lot of concerning things about that. And I think that we have tremendous opportunity before us. And that's the beautiful thing. You know, Americans have always eventually, eventually the American people have gotten what they, what they want. It's taken a lot of time sometimes, and sometimes people thought they wanted something that they turned out they didn't want, but eventually the American people tend to get tend to get what they what they want um, by just by the process of of elections and and so forth they eventually they get there some things were very closely divided upon in this country and so you'll see those issues that seemingly never go away but I do think that there's opportunity to to persuade and to move the needle and to actually have more impact than ever before as a regular everyday Joe in this country, which by the way, is how we started this program, a podcast in a closet back almost, by the way, almost six years ago here on August 10th will be 10 years um, after, or I'm sorry, not 10 years, about six years, August 10th, six years ago, we launched this program in a closet, two floors above my head right now. So anyway, we all have the ability to influence more people, I think, than we realize. And I think more people are looking and yearning for truth, information, direction, for people that they know, that they trust, that they like, that they respect. And many of you listening to my voice, you you fit that bill for a lot of people today. So those things are good. Those things are good. Perspectives, Perspective helps us to see that. And so, anyway... That's what's going on here. That's why I missed Thursday and Friday of last week. And for that, I'm sorry. Nothing has changed long term. It's just I've mentioned this before over the past several months. There will be some hiccups. There will be some delays. There will be some things that happen as we make these transitions. But in the long run, it's going to be better. The show is going to be better. The show, God willing, is going to grow. And... That's um, a good thing. At least it is in my estimation. So, a quick timeout. A little bit long in this opening segment. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. my friends. So, 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 so I want to talk a little bit about COVID. I want to talk a little bit about the COVID vaccine because there is an increased push. I'm sure that many of you listening to my voice have been vaccinated. I'm sure many of you listening to my voice are not vaccinated and do not intend to get vaccinated. In fact, I saw a poll or maybe 
it was mentioned in this interview Jake Tapper had with Dr. Fauci here over the weekend. 80%, 80% of people who are not currently vaccinated, I believe is what they said, are either defi- definitely not getting the vaccine or likely will not get the vaccine. So basically we're getting to the point where roughly is it half of America, I think is what Fauci said here. I can't keep up with Fauci. It's who knows. It's all over the place here. And yes, I did see where Dr. Rand Paul has now, um, well, is looking to have Dr. Fauci potentially arrested for lying uh, lying to Congress, which we talked about that a little bit. I think it was last week. Anyway, lots of stuff with, with COVID and vaccines and mask mandates. Mask mandates are coming back in certain places around the country. I find myself wondering, what are you – What what's the average American going to do in flyover country in particular? I kind of feel like in the big cities um, – the big cities, people are just complying with this. In fact, I, you know, I sometimes, it, it's a fine line. Again, I've, I've, I think I've been very fair with this from the beginning. I think that there are legitimate questions that people can and should have about the virus, about what the government has told us, about Dr. Fauci, about gain of function, about all sorts of legitimate questions about this. I think it's healthy. Why is it not healthy? Why is it not healthy to have a certain amount of just, I don't know, independent thought, critical thinking, raising questions? I mean, I, to me, that's, that's just what we should do. I don't think it's a good idea to just blindly follow what anybody tells us. I don't know why that's a good thing. And I don't know why. I do know why. But in another sense, I don't know why people are so quick to accept what so-called authorities and experts. That's the one I love. The term I love the most, experts. I think probably one of the most repeated headlines that you'll find in the history of media starts out with the phrase, experts wrong. Experts wrong. Experts wrong. Titanic can sink is one of the first ones that pops into my mind anyway. <clears throat> but so we've got COVID, we've got vaccine, the, the pressures to get vaccinated are increasing. You've got people that are, uh, well, we've had vaccine lotteries in places like Ohio. You get vaccinated, you get entered into win a million dollars or whatever the number is to increase people's participation. You've got people losing jobs now if they're not vaccinated or having to choose whether or not they get vaccinated or lose their jobs at places like IU Health here locally. Um, You've got students that have to choose between going back to campus to attend class at places like Indiana University. Courts have currently upheld this decision. The requirements made by Indiana University to say you've got to be vaccinated. You've got things like the NFL, NFL is requiring its tier one staff, which includes coaches, to be vaccinated. We've seen a coach for the Minnesota Vikings who's resigned, maybe retired. I don't know exactly the whole story, but I did see that he's no longer on staff because he's not getting the vaccine. I've seen NFL superstars, again, not that I'm a 
fan of the NFL here. I've just seen this in the news. DeAndre Hopkins, who's one of the best wide receivers in the league, he has tweeted, but since deleted his tweet, saying that basically um, criticizing the NFL's push for vaccination and even saying he didn't know what that meant for his NFL career. There's Cole Beasley for the Buffalo Bills, who's been taking a lot of criticism for saying he was not getting vaccinated, and lots of others. There's been several others that have spoken out. I'm drawing some blanks on names at the moment, but I know I've seen some tweets from other other players as well. So you have all this stuff going on, COVID-19. You got Fauci out there, um, well, sitting before Congress a week or so ago, talking to Rand Paul, talking to all of them, but you know, dealing with the whole gain-of-function thing. Did the NIH fund research at a lab in Wuhan? Did they provide funding to a place that was being part of the process of doing gain-of-function research, which makes viruses deadlier and more transmissible? Fauci, his answers seem to have been different at different times, so Dr. Rand Paul is saying it's time to uh, put out an, a criminal, uh, was it inquiry or what have you, on on Dr. Fauci. So all these things are in the news, and there's, again, pressures. Dr. Fauci was on um, with Jay Tapper yesterday, I think it was yesterday, over the weekend. And I'm going to play a little bit of this conversation because the numbers in many states are now trending upward if you, again, believe, I know some folks have questions about the data for the sensors at YouTube. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. It's just a fact that they do. People do have questions about the data that they're being that they're being given. But the data is trending upward slightly. We're still very low in comparison to where we had been throughout the course of this pandemic. But it is trending upward Infections are higher. Uh, deaths, at least, deaths are still relatively low, but they're, I believe, they're slightly trending up as well. Here's Dr. Fauci with Jake Tapper this uh, this weekend on State of the Union. I just want you to hear some of what he has to say to Jake Tapper about this. Do you think it's really possible it could get that bad? Four thousand deaths a day. A day. Well, when they do modeling, Jake, they generally give you the worst case scenario and the best case scenario. But somewhere in the middle, if you look historically at the modeling that has been done over the last 18 months, for the most part, it's been pretty accurate. So I'm not so sure it would be the worst case scenario, but it's not going to be good. We're going in the wrong direction. If you look at the inflection of the curve of new cases, and as you said in the run-in to this interview, that it is among the unvaccinated. And since we have 50% of the country is not fully vaccinated, that's a problem, particularly when you have a variant like Delta, which has this extraordinary characteristic of being able to spread very efficiently and very easily from person to person. And we know we have many, many, many vulnerable people in this country who are unvaccinated. And that's the reason why, as I've said so many times, we have the tools to blunt that and make that model wrong. But if we don't vaccinate people, the model is going to predict that we're going to be in trouble as we continue to get more and more cases. And almost entirely the victims will be unvaccinated Americans? 
Well, yes, Jake, that's, that's the issue. And that's the thing that sometimes gets confusing to people. If you were vaccinated, the vaccine is highly protective against the Delta variant, particularly against severe disease leading to hospitalization and sometimes ultimately to death. So it really is, as Dr. Walensky has said many times, and I've said, it's really an outbreak among the unvaccinated. So this is an issue predominantly among the unvaccinated, which is the reason why we're out there practically pleading with the unvaccinated people to go out and get vaccinated. And that's the reason why it's very heartening and and positive to hear people like uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson and others to go out there in their own state and say, Okay, so he's talking about other governors that are out there trying to encourage people to to get vaccinated. So anyway, I just that that's the state of things. Now, I now he correct me if I'm wrong, just said he just said there and this I only bring this up because I get pushback or I see people get pushback sometimes when they say this. But he just admitted that if you get at least what they're telling us the science says, if you get the vaccine, that you are not going to, even if you do still get the virus, it's protecting people against um, extreme, you know, um, symptoms, hospitalization and, and death. So are they now admitting, because remember that was, that was a thing. You have to get vaccinated to protect my neighbor. I have to wear a mask to protect my neighbor. And if I don't wear a mask and if I don't get vaccinated, then I don't care about my neighbor's life and how terrible is that. That was the thing that they kind of said for a while. And yes, I understand that viruses can mutate, but if people that are vaccinated can still get the virus, the virus can certainly mutate with them as well. Can it not? It seems to me that that's a logical thing here, but it seems also to me that he is now saying that someone else's vaccine will protect them from even you know the worst consequences of COVID-19 should they even get the virus. He said here that this will be basically a pandemic among the unvaccinated, and they're pleading with people to do this. It seems to me that the people who aren't vaccinated now and the 80% of the unvaccinated who say, I'm not going to get vaccinated, um, there's no way. Many of them say there's no way. And many of them, uh, the others, a smaller percentage say it's, I probably won't be vaccinated. Those are, yeah, 80% of the remaining people who have not gotten the vaccine are in that group. And so I think it's it's going to be a hard sell. And they got Biden's door-to-door vaccine corps coming and knocking at your door here. I guess, shot in hand for all we know here in the not too distant future, certain places around the country. And you begin to wonder what, again, piecing together the logic of this, trying to protect us from ourselves at this point, if someone hasn't been vaccinated, I I don't know. I mean, this is a never ending evolution of, of what happens and comes next to this, through these discussions. So that's where we stand. That's where Dr. Fauci says, that's what he said over the weekend. Of course, that is subject to change here in the next eight or ten seconds. But I've got to take a break. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute.
Welcome back. Talking here about COVID and the next the next phase, the next mask mandate, which seems to be coming in certain places, maybe in even more places. Who knows? Trending towards that. And it's interesting to me to see what, if we head that direction, what many Americans are going to do about that. Are they going to comply again and, 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 and do this? Mask thing, double masking. Had friends yesterday who told me that they, during um, travels, during travels around the country at airports, they've seen people still, still double masking. Here's a study that is published or is, is written about at Breitbart.com. Headline: Study: sixty-eight percent. That's six-eight. Sixty-eight percent of people age over age six in India have coronavirus antibodies, 68%. I'm going to read just a tad bit from this article. More than two-thirds of the people in India aged above six years have antibodies against the Chinese coronavirus, the Times of India reported on Friday, citing a new analysis by the state-run Indian Council of Medical Research. Two-thirds of the general population above the age of six, or 67.6%, were found to have SARS-CoV-2 antibodies in the latest national survey. That's what the report is. Um, if you break it down by age, and this was a pretty good size uh, test, the state health body analyzed blood samples from a total of 36,200 27 people, which included 28,975 adults and 7,252 children. Oh, I'm sorry. That's 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 healthcare workers. I'm sorry. 28,975 adults and children and 7,252 healthcare workers in 70 districts across 21 Indian states. So they found that overall two-thirds of... Um, Two-thirds of Indians have coronavirus antibodies, and by, by age, it was 57% of children 6 to 9, 61% uh, young folks between 10 and 17, 66% of people between 18 and 44, 77% of people 45 to 60, and 76% 60 and older. And, I, you know, you just you look at... The push for vaccines, and I don't know. I mean, it seems to me that is are these numbers similar in the United States? Um, I I don't know. I mean, it, it seems to me that that's a very plausible possibility. And if you have that high, I mean, you're you're what, it, herd immunity, right? Where this is just on the antibodies alone, without dealing with the vaccine, which is not producing a traditional antibody, but your body produces antibodies once it's fought off an infection. Um, And that's how the body prevents against a future infection. It's ready to fight that same virus. So 68% of people in India, if this is true, it seems to me that, that a reasonable question Jake Tapper should have asked Fauci is why do we still need to be vaccinated or could American numbers be like this? Is this any indication of what it could be here? Why are we not testing for antibodies? 
Why are we vaccinating people who certainly some have antibodies, whatever came of that, the way that nature, the way that God intended for the human body to fight off reinfection and protecting us from uh, diseases like this? Make sense of this for us, Dr. Fauci. Help us understand why this vaccine is better than, you know, than protection from antibodies. Seems, again, to be a very logical question to me. It's a question that I'm not sure that Fauci has given an answer to. He, he says a lot of things, so maybe he has given an answer. And Statistically speaking, he may have given multiple contradictory answers, but... This seems to be a logical line of questioning for me. I wish that Jake Tapper would have asked him about this because maybe there is an answer. Look, I, there's reasonable people. Maybe there is an answer. But don't treat us like we're idiots. Don't treat us that like the only reason that anyone who doesn't have the vaccine is, is protesting their government. That's not that's – not, I'm sure there's some that are taking that stance, but that's not what this is ultimately about. People have just decided for their own personal reasons that they – haven't they don't think it's worth taking the vaccine now that's possible that they made a wrong assessment just like it's wrong that people who took it made a wrong assessment but the bottom line is the bottom line is that we should be able to have the right to make our choices for ourselves should we not that seems to be the opening for that being a logical something that the the radical left accepts is becoming lesser and lesser almost by the the hour since Fauci just told us last segment when I played the soundbite that this is a a pandemic amongst just the unvaccinated now, it seems to be to me that he's saying your vaccine will protect you from the most serious consequences. So at some point you have to say, what business is it of someone else, if that's the case, to tell someone that they have to get the vaccine? But again, that's just me. Quick time out here is in order. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in... Just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Have you been following, paying much attention to the, I don't know, the audit results or the other states that are calling for audits? In, North, in their particular states for the 2020 election results. <clears throat> Have you been paying attention to this? It's hard to find information on this because some in the media act as though this is not a real thing. Arizona Senate president in the state of Arizona confirms that ballots were printed on wrong paper and allowed bleed-through. This is an article at thewesternjournal.com. Speaking with the Western Journal on Thursday, this is of last week, Arizona State uh, President Karen Fan confirmed that a number of ballots in the 2020 election were indeed printed on the wrong paper, allowing bleed-through, which then invalidated those ballots during a broadcast broadcasted state senate hearing on july 15th regarding the maricopa presidential election audit arizona senators revealed as much however a maricopa maricopa county officials then issued a statement from their official twitter account that merely said sharpie gate has already been debunked already 
without addressing evidence provided at the hearing. And this article's got um, some some of the tweets from Maricopa County. So you know these these audits are finding things that are certainly problematic. I went through some of those numbers last week. Ballots that were mailed in. There's no records of them being mailed in or being received, but yet ballots that were counted, some 74,000. And, you know, there were people that were not on the rolls on election day, but they showed up in December that were, uh, that had voted as well. And again, maybe there's explanations for this. I don't know, but we're not allowed to ask any questions. I see so much similarity between the way COVID is being handled and the way that this election that the, the election integrity discussion is is being handled you're not allowed you're not allowed to ask questions you're not allowed to say what about this you're not allowed to say is this a problem why would that be the case again maybe there are answers to these things but when you're not allowed to ask the questions it turns out surprisingly it turns out that people become more suspicious of your intentions crazy concept here one of the reasons why we need a free press in this country and i wish we had more real journalists but we don't timeouts in order listening to conservative not better talk i'm your host todd huff back in just a minute By the way, folks, this program brought to you in part by our friends at Northwestern Mutual Wealth Management, Blake Hornsby, BlakeHornsby.com, located in Greenwood, financial advisor, ready to give you a free initial consultation. Just mention the Todd Huff Show, BlakeHornsby.com, 317-215-8322. So, folks, it's, um, again, apologize for being out late last week. Had some things to get done regarding our truth tour and regarding our television show. Those things are done. Again, the TV show comes out on Monday, on Monday, 9.30 p.m. on WHMB TV 40. We'll keep you informed of that and to how you can watch that as well. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.